Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, as we speak, uh, U.S. Attorney General William Barr is uh, sitting before the uh, House Appropriations Committee, uh, of course, in the uh, U.S. Congress. Uh, he's got some stuff to answer for. Uh, there's a lot of questions being raised, obviously, about the Mueller report and and why it's taking so long for him to release this. Uh, how much of it is he going to release? And uh, oh, there's an issue of the uh, Affordable Care Act too, which uh, the Justice Department has uh, stuck their fingers on now too. Joining us to talk about uh, what's going to happen, uh, some of the testimony and the ramifications, is uh, Elliot Tepper, a professor emeritus of political science at uh, Carleton University. Uh, Elliot, thank you for the time. Great to have you back on the program today. <laughs> thank you. Good morning, Bill. I'm actually sitting in front of the TV watching those hearings. Well, it's must-watch TV. I mean, this is this is intriguing as as this goes on. And uh, this this is one of those benchmark moments, I think, actually, Elliot, where saying, maybe now we're finally going to get some answers because, uh, you know, uh, there have been so many questions raised right now and a lot of people are just shrugging their shoulders. It's been about two weeks since uh, he got his hands on the report and uh, we got like a, a little page summary out of this whole thing right now. Right. It looks like a book report. Yes, well, uh, two things. One is don't expect a lot of answers <laughs> today from William Barr. I have been watching him. He's a very good tap dancer. Yeah. Uh, he was asked some very pointed questions, and he's saying, "Well, I've, I've said all I'm going to say on that, or and, or wait until it's wait until it's released." So, uh, I have been watching, and there's some things coming out that are worth highlighting. One is he said that the report, after all the redactions, will be released uh, next week or within a week. So there's going to be more released. Uh, that was uh, in itself interesting. There were also a lot of things tucked away in there. There's was actually some. This is this is actually about the appropriation for the Justice Department and some of the questions mm-hmm. relate to that. And the uh, so some of the questions said, well, why are you cutting so much money basically away from things that help people? <laughs> and uh, he didn't really have good answers for that. So there's there's a lot still to come out of what he's saying today. One of the things that I think has not been picked up on sufficiently is he. Um, the Republicans, of course, were asking either about totally other things than the Mueller report in order to not discuss it, or they were then asking questions very much along the lines of, well, it wasn't this a witch hunt all along, and now are you going to go after all those people, uh, as, as Trump has been insisting and, and demanding him as attorney general, are you going to go after all those people who are saying all those false things about us? And essentially he said yes. Uh, I am going to investigate the investigators. And yes, there's a, a, a hunt on for uh, there's something technical, the Pfizer reports, but a lot have been made about how uh, this was misused by Mueller to go after Carter Page, one of the key witnesses. So there's there's a lot of things yet to come out of this. Um, do you have some specific issues you want to raise? Well, there's a couple of things, and, and one of them, I guess, is is exactly what you've talked about, is, is Barr's uh, perception of what his role here is. And this goes all the way back, of course, to when Jeff Sessions was was butting heads with the, right. the president and eventually recused himself about with the investigation. Uh, and, and it was very much evident that Trump wanted uh, the attorney general to be his own personal attorney. And it sounds to me, uh, from what you're saying today, Elliot, and, and from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, that uh, that's exactly what what Barr seems to be doing. Well, there is reason to be concerned. Is he the attorney general for the people, or is he the attorney general uh, for one client, uh, the president? And since he had a past history uh, that did raise concern, he was involved in the Iran-Contra decision. 
as saying, uh, encouraging President Bush to, oh, go ahead and pardon all those people who are involved. So there's um, there's a track record there, plus what you and I have talked about, the 19-page the memo that he suddenly, as a private citizen, was circulating, essentially saying Mueller was wrong-headed to be underway at all, and the president has expansionary powers here, and you can't really touch him anyway. So uh, there has been reason to be concerned about his role. I think the he's playing it uh, before in this in this committee hearing very cautiously. He has said all the right things. I'm going to be coming back after the release of the report. This is an appropriations examination. There's some interesting things came out of that. But uh, the Judiciary Committees of the House and Senate, if they wish me to come back, and they are booked, I think, already for May 1st and 2nd, I will come back and ask answer questions specifically about the report once the redacted version is released. There is no commitment at all that he made today that I saw that he would provide to Congress the unredacted material as they're demanding and the underlying uh, reasons for why the material was written as it was inside the inside the final report. Uh, the Judiciary Committee in the Senate has authorized the chair to issue a subpoena, if necessary, to uh, the Attorney General to bring forth the entire report. So the question of whether it's going to be brought whether Congress and therefore anybody else will ever see the whole thing is still not at all clear. But but there's the contentious point, and I guess we don't know how far up the uh, the, the the ladder it's going to go before they actually get a determination on this, because I, that's what I'm hearing from Barr, is that, uh, you know, there, there, some of the stuff here is, is still under investigation. Uh, there are some grand jury right. testimonies, et cetera, uh, which I, I don't think people should have eyes on. Yet I'm hearing from the from the Congress, though, Ellie, on the other side of the coin, that says, yeah, yeah we can. That, we've, do, we've done that in the past. We look at confidential information each and every day, and that's part of their job. Right, and behind closed doors. Exactly. And, and, and a gang of eight uh, selected bipartisan group of uh, people who are selected to go behind closed doors and examine such things. So, so with that precedent, with on, that... But w- w- I suspect yeah. it's going to go into the courts and be dragged well past the uh, 2020, uh, at least through the campaign period of the 2020 election. So they, it's it's starting to look more and more like the, like the Trump people don't want anybody to see this report in its entirety until after the election. And have and have means to, to see to it it doesn't happen. And whether... To what degree the Attorney General of the United States will cooperate on that is an open question, but for the reasons we've discussed, there's concern that he will, in a sense, validate a process that ultimately leads to to the disappearance of this report through the key period of the election itself. All right, so let's assume those roadblocks are being put in place right now, and that's obviously what Parra was hired to do, and he's he's obviously started to implement that already. Well, I, I... I'm trying to be cautious on this. He is the Attorney General. Uh, there are reasons to be concerned, but we'll have to see the, the the actual facts as they evolve. But there are two things at play here. One is, should the, the Congress see this, and then should the general public see this? And I, I can understand uh, quite clearly that there's some concerns and some legitimate concerns uh, about the public laying eyes on what could be confidential material. I, I, I get that. But I don't understand why he's throwing a roadblock up against the, uh, the congressional members when there has, as you mentioned, a precedent already been set. When special counsels have done past investigations, uh, those people have seen everything, including grand jury testimony. Yes, and that, that's now a technical point. If he redacts anything relating to grand jury, then the only way to really release it, he's saying and others are saying, is 
well, then you'd have to actually start articles of impeachment, and only then under that process could you actually access materials relating to grand jury. Let's let's stand back a little bit, Bill. I, there's some summary things I think you should sure. be said in terms of the Mueller report itself. The first is, and the two out of the three I think have been emphasized, but not sufficiently. The first is Mueller documented uh, once more very clearly that the Russians were interfering with the American electoral process. And there were 32 indictments, 191 uh, uh, separate uh, charges raised, I think over 200 finally, about the nature of how Russia did that. There should now once again be brought back before the public a consolidated view of just how much America was under attack. And that tends to get lost in all the rest of the things that we really care about as well. Was the President of the United States involved? And as you know, what about domestic? But the big story there is the Russians, and right now, you know, Brexit is under, (laughs) is once again the center story overseas. And uh, the Russians interfered in that as well. So the nature of the attack on democracy is being somewhat lost in all of the noise. The second is that the Mueller report we knew all along was already partially in front of us. You and I have talked about it in that things relating not to obstruction or to collusion or conspiracy, but to financial impropriety, those have already been hived off. He sent them to other courts. Those are continuing. I think there's something like 10 cases at the moment in either federal or state courts, and those will be ongoing. This is by no means the end of the Mueller investigation in the sense of of will the President of the United States be in some jeopardy over financial impropriety, among other things. But the third, and that uh, and takes us right to the bar component of this, the, what that short four pages did was to free up the President from potential challenges in the Republican primary. It was sufficient. The bar letter was sufficient to quell any possibility that the um, the pr- other Republicans might jump in. Had he said, what we have here is another unindicted co-conspirator, had there been other damaging material. So what that Barr letter did was foreclose a real threat to the President of the United States, other than the first two we're talking about, in that uh, people like George Romney, and uh, Jeff Flake and and uh, Kasich from Ohio, they would have readily jumped in, challenged the sitting president in the pro- Republican primary, divided and weakened the Republicans, thereby greatly strengthening the the case for the Democrats. And that I think has not gotten the attention that the Barr memo deserves. So, who manipulated that? Well, Barr put out his memo as he saw fit and everybody's still discussing it, but the political impact of it was not only to allow the president to say I'm completely exonerated, but to do so in a fashion sufficiently clear to his base and to the Republican Party that he was not going to be challenged uh, politically. That could easily have gone the other way. Had the Barr memo said other things, or if the Mueller report had been released in its entirety then, uh, instead of the bar summary of the summaries, then we might be in a different situation. But as it is now, it was all very good news for 
for uh, Donald Trump. But are we naively supposed to assume that that was an unintended consequence of Barr's four-page letter, or was he directed to do so? Well, um, we have reason to think he wasn't directed to do so, because that would be a very clear violation of all kinds of of, of regulations. The President of the United States, I don't believe, got on the phone and said, hey, dictate, I'm dictating the your your letter to you. But the political implications or the political impact is as I just described. All right, let me ask you about, obviously the the, the situation is, is getting a little cloudy here, but whether or not uh, the public is going to see much of this report or right. even whether the Congress is. Why can't they just do an end run around this, Ellie, and, and, and tell, uh, you know, at this point, uh, just say, look, forget about Mr. Barr, forget about the Attorney General altogether. We want Mueller in front of us right now, and we'll ask him these questions. Yes, and the, the, the possibility of bringing Mueller into uh, before Congress, before various committees, is certainly there, and he can be subpoenaed. Uh, he, they can ask him, or they can subpoena him, they can make him come, but right now he's still in office. <laughs> that is, he is still apparently uh, grinding away with closing out the final stages. Uh, and if he does come before Congress, would it be open or closed? And could he, what, even if it's closed, could he say, look, I can't discuss that because there are legal implications and all the other things. So how much we would get out of Mueller, we don't know. What we do know is that his staff, for the very first time in two years, actually leaked which they didn't. This was you and I've talked about this as well. There's there's no tighter ship than the Mueller investigation in Washington, which has been leaking like a sieve for two years now. But his some of the people involved in the investigation did let it be known that they thought that the bar summary was um, was not reflective of the report. And then it came out through that same kind of leak that the Mueller people themselves had done summaries, and that those summaries were not released by or even incorporated into the Barr memo. And so there's a lot of unhappiness that what Barr has done, and since that's what we're talking about today, that what Barr has done is not reflective of the Mueller process or its report or its conclusions. Where's Daniel Ellsberg when you need him? I I, I just got this feeling, Elliot, that something like that is going to transpire sooner than later, uh, that some of this stuff is going to come out. Like you say, now that the the Mueller people are starting to speak out, although, you know, not as one voice, but that they're raising some concerns about this, you got to wonder if somebody's going to just get the feeling, look, I've got to do this because apparently the AG's not going to. Anything is possible. Uh, There are probably severe penalties for doing so. Sure there are. I suspect there's... You know, are you willing to go to jail to do, you know, how much public scrutiny the trolls will come to get you? Remember, we have a whole new attack method now in our modern era where trolls can get online on any side and uh, and really make your life miserable. So and some of those are bots from foreign powers. So uh, it would be a very brave person that, to release it all. It's certainly not impossible given the stakes and given the high feelings on all sides. Well, and again, depending on exactly how they feel the report should have gone and the stuff that they've put into it and the work they've put into it, uh, I got to feel that uh, that somebody in that organization, uh, if if this report is released in the fashion that we seem to think it's going to be, uh, where they're going to say, well, that's not a true representation of what we did or even what we concluded, uh, there's going to be some pretty upset people, and you don't know how they may respond. Yes. The, the, the question really is, is this going to, let's assume all that happens, will it make a difference? And it will make a difference in two ways. One is politically, that is, 
are people going to start saying things that would be politically damaging uh, and that has not yet come out about the nature of collusion or obstruction or financial impropriety that, that might come out. But the other side is legally. Will anything come out that has legal implications for the president or anyone else involved in the Mueller investigation? Uh, and we'll have to see. If it's only in the court of public opinion, that is politically, it doesn't look like it will make any difference to either side. Uh, the polls have not moved up or down for Donald Trump as a result of what we've learned. Complete exoneration didn't give him a bump, and the complaints uh, that we still don't know did not depress his poll standings. So we are at the moment, at the moment, entering the 2020 race with the two political parties essentially having to slug it out irrespective of the Mueller report. But that is the sword of Damocles that's hanging over everybody's head right now, because if there is something, even if it's not about an illegal uh, action, but if it's something there, <clears throat> excuse me, that that suggests some impropriety on, on behalf of, of the president or the, the candidate, Trump, whichever the situation might be, you figure that's got to have an impact on public opinion, which is going to have an impact on polling, too. doesn't look like it. <laughs> the, it looks as if the people who really like Donald Trump really are not going to be swayed by whatever is likely to come out uh, in terms of the political impact. That is, if there's no legal impropriety there, uh, something that is justiciable, that might lead to court cases involving the president, uh, either now or when he's out of office, well, they, you know, Mick Mulvaney just went on TV and said uh, about the president's tax returns, well, that was everybody knew that he could have released it and during the campaign. He didn't do it, and he got elected anyway, so people don't care, so forget about it. So, that was, so the, the question now is to the 2020 election, and is there anything likely to come out of the Mueller report that we don't know yet that will affect that? That, of course, is totally unknown, but on the political side, it does not look like that will make a big difference. On the legal side, we just don't know. But it makes for great theater. Uh, Elliot, I'll let you get back to it. Uh, thank you so much for the time today. Always great to have, a, have you on the program. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. Take care. That's uh, Elliot, uh, of course, Tepper of the uh, Professor Emeritus from McCartan University, uh, keeping an eye on what's happening in Washington and uh, the implications thereof, of course. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.